helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Christopher Robbins, the co-founder of Familius Publishing, husband, father of nine, author, fly fisherman, backpacker, and aspirational musician based in the Central Valley of California. We hope to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. Now, I'm happy to introduce today's guest, Dr. Ben Bernstein, who will be talking with us about reducing stress in a time of great uncertainty. Now, I've known Ben for almost 10 years. Ben is a friend. He also happens to be a familiar author of multiple books, and we will be joined with him today by exploring some of these topics. So, Ben, thanks for joining us. I am delighted to be here, Christopher. Thank you for inviting me. So just quickly, t- tell us a little bit about your work and why it's relevant for these times of uncertainty. Well, uh, I've been a licensed psychologist, practicing psychologist for 40 years and a teacher for 50 years. I've been, of course, they overlap. And my work as a teacher and psychologist is actually focused on performance. I'm a specialist in human performance. And what that really means is, is that I have dedicated my career to figuring out what people need to do to perform at their best, whether they are athletes, actors, authors, dentists, moms, dads, you name it, and a lot of test takers. We have a book, as you well know, called Crush Your Test Anxiety. And um, this is a very, very stressful time, and I'm busier than ever because my, my, my second title is The Stress Doctor. So let me just say one more thing about that. There is a scientific relationship between stress and performance, something we've known for over 100 years. When stress is too high or too low, performance suffers. But there's a just optimal amount of stress to perform optimally. And my work is all about teaching people and training people to get into that optimal place, which is what athletes call the zone. And it's not magical, it's not mysterious, which is what a lot of athletes think it might be. It's actually a state that you can get yourself into by having an awareness when stress is building and then having tools to get you back. Well, well let's define for our audience. You know, we, I think we all experience stress or anxiety in our life, but help us understand what is stress, what is anxiety, and where does that come from? Oh, such a great question. So as you know, I lecture all over the country and all over the world. And one of the questions I always ask is what is stress? And people say, stress is the government, stress is my kids, stress is the dog, stress is the tax, stress the taxes. And it's, if you can imagine, everybody's pointing the finger at something. And that suggests that if my wife changed and if my kids changed and if the government changed and if taxes went away, my life would totally work. Well, it just doesn't work that way. So this idea that stress is, ha- is coming at us is caused by these ex- things external to us really is something that I've questioned for a long period of time. Yes, we are all experiencing stress-producing or stress-inducing events. We're in the middle of a huge one right now with the pandemic crisis and with civil unrest. However, life is filled with challenges, huge challenges, small challenges. And I, what I say in, 
how I built this work is that it's really how we respond to those challenges that our stress level goes up or down. So I'll just give you a short example. I get kids who come and they say, tests stress me out. And I write the word tests in big letters on a piece of paper and I put it on the desk. And I say, you mean to say these four letters on this piece of paper somehow jump off the table and start choking you? And they laugh and I say, no, the test is not stressing you out. You're looking at that test and you're getting stressed out. So to answer your question, I say stress is a function of disconnection. When we disconnect in our body, in our mind, in our spirit, that's when we feel stressed. Plenty of stress producing opportunities, but when we disconnect, stop breathing, have negative thoughts, get distracted, that's when we feel stressed. So my work really is about how do you stay present so you can deal with any challenge that you have to face in the best possible way. So that's really helpful. I'm understanding you're, you're helping me be in the moment. And if I can be in that moment, I'll, have, I'll be better able to deal with the external forces that are impacting me. And that's spoken as a father of nine children. <laughs> so <laughs> I, that's, that's good I've to been, that up. I've so been much. in your home. I've stayed <laughs> overnight in your home. I do have nine children. And, and Ben, I go through a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. I come home and it's not just, it's just not my children. I find that there are four or five others because my wife, Michelle, happens to be a magnet for kids. And they're, they're running all over the place. They're eating my food out of the fridge. They're, they're destroying my yard. I, and, and so it's, it's very stressful. So there's a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, of people that listen to this podcast who are parents. Yes. Um, so help us understand, well, I'm a parent. How does your work with stress and anxiety, what should I know and what should I do? Okay, so let's just take the example that you just posited of you going home, not only to your nine children, or, but also to all their friends. Um, the, the essence of being in the zone is three states, to be calm, to be confident, and to be focused. And they correspond with body, mind, and spirit. Calm, confident, and focused. So what I would say to you is the next time you go home, before you jump out of the car, just sit there for a moment, take a few good deep breaths, feel the support of the ground, the car, just get yourself into the present, make this transition so that you enter the home sensing and knowing that you know there's gonna be a lot of activity. Another way of saying what I'm saying right now and that I found is helpful to people is we have to learn to accept what is, not fight it not wish it were different. If we wish things were different all the time, that means that they have to change in order for us to feel okay. It doesn't work that way. Accept, accept, accept that your house is crawling with people. If you wish that it wasn't, if you wanna push it away, you're just gonna be stressed out. So what I'm saying, both things about calm, confident, focus, go along with just accepting the situation. I know so many people who are fighting and have been for months, the COVID virus and the conditions that it's brought upon us. Fighting it is not gonna do anything except raise your blood pressure and just get you into a terrible funk. Accept it, what can I do now? You know, shelter in place, I never liked that phrase, I used right from the beginning, go inside, go inside yourself, calm yourself down. What can you do now? So I, I think, you know, it's a long rangey answer to your question, but I think 
with parents particularly, this is a terribly, terribly challenging time for parents, right? Thrust, you know, into a family situation. Everybody has to be with each other. So, you know, ex let's start with accepting that, not wishing we're different. The next step is to how can I grow from this? So, you know, it might be that you have to set different ground rules. I'm not sure, you know, these are individual things. But, but acceptance is really the very first thing. Wishing it were different, fighting what is, just create, that's, that's disconnection. So that, that, you know, that's not the first time I've heard that. And um, I remember taking a walk with uh, in my neighborhood and there's a psychologist that uh, takes his dog on a walk and I was chatting with him about his work and he was telling me that he works with people who've had uh, debilitating illnesses or horrific accidents where they might have lost a leg or, yeah. And I said, you know, what separates those who succeed uh, in your work and those who don't? He said, those who succeed are always the ones who can accept what is and they can move forward from that. And those who struggle are those who wish it were different. Yeah. They keep dwelling on that it's different. So that's that's kind of hard because I think that maybe I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but we, we all kind of wish it were different. Maybe we all wish that maybe our, our daughter wouldn't get so angry or or maybe that our our son would do would act in a different way. So help us help us as parents understand how do we how do we change? How do we do that? Well, so the two the two examples that you're referencing are really good. You know, a kid comes home and or something happens, and then you hear, you know, mommy, 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 and then the mother or the father goes, calm down. Okay, can you hear the problem there? <laughs> okay, you get this. That is not accepting. Accepting is the kid is in turmoil. When that's happening, what's happened in the example I cited is that the parent gets induced into the child's state, not helpful for either party. You have to see the kid for what's going on. They're all worked up. You are all worked up. You're really angry now. You're really, really angry now. And I see that. Once you can move through that, and you can, because you're not trying to change the child, children will naturally rebel until they feel like they are seen or heard. So that's acceptance. Once you can move through that, then you can move to some other resolution or to some other state. But you know, you know, you were a kid, I was a kid, you were a teenager, I was a teenager. They do all kinds of things that you don't like or you don't want them to do, but they do them. So, you know, one of the things I would say, too, in terms of not trying to make change on the spot, you know, if a kid is aggravated or upset or unhappy, is not try to make things better because that's another kind of pushing away. At another time when things are calmer, you might talk about, hey, you know, when you get that way, let's figure out what else you can do not try to do everything all at once but acceptance is a huge thing it's just enormous you know i think that's that's a good recommendation it's it, it seems like it maybe it's not always the best opportunity to try to coach or teach in the moment of frustration but to let the person wind down and then and then teach and coach and, and yeah what other options we have definitely i've so, you know, my wife, we've been married for almost 27 years, and it took me probably 23 years to realize she's never going to 
change. She's not going <laughs> to be the person I want her to be. She's the person she is. And the more I really just appreciate who she is and don't try to change her, the better. And there are still things that we need to work out, and we do work them out, you know, at, at a calmer time. So do you see any, is there, is there any correlation, or I'm not sure the right word here, between, you know, some people like my, my wife, Michelle, she seems mostly to be calm. Yeah. Um, she seems to be fairly logical and, um, and able to deal with that stress in a different way than I can. Um, are there personality types or there, there, is there self-assessments we can, we can do as, as parents or individuals to say, hmm, I probably am weak here and I, I should know that about myself and what can I, and I need to recognize that and do something different in the future. Well, it's a complicated question. There are personality types, I guess, but um, I think what you're asking is what can I know about myself that will help me in challenging situations, right? Yes. Okay. So one is that when you get into the next challenging situation, just check in what's happening with you. And I'll tell you what will be happening with you. You will either start tensing up in your body and you'll get like, you know, your breathing will get interrupted and you're, you'll just get uh, on edge. Or you'll go into some negative state of mind. Oh, you know, I can't do this. I can't handle it. Or you'll just totally get distracted. So we're, you're, the totality of who we are is body, mind, and spirit. You have to, I think for each person, the more we can learn about how each of us disconnects in the face of challenge, then we can actually approach challenge in a different way. So let's take an example, you know, um, or give me an example and let me respond to it. Well, so for example, um, we each night our family gets together and we, we have a family time where for us, we're, we're talking about important things. We might be talking about the pandemic or we might be talking about civil unrest and what we as a family know and understand and can do right. about it. Or we right. might be focused on faith-related issues. Sure. And sometimes uh, one of my daughters just gets so angry. Why do we have to do this? And she wants to leave the room, and she keeps interrupting. And sometimes, you know, I, I can get irritated when we feel like we're doing something important, yet it's now causing a problem. And so I can get tense, like you're saying, and trying to figure out how to help her. Well, so, so recognizing that, so this is a very good example. Thank you. So recognizing that you're getting tense, when you recognize you're getting tense, what you need to do at that moment is apply the tools for calming down. There are three, breathing, just taking a deep breath, grounding, feeling your feet under, uh, the floor under your feet, your butt in the chair, and just sensing, opening up your senses. So I go into all this in all the books that, that you've published that I've written. But when, when you see your daughter doing that, if you check out, because I, I can sense it as we're even talking, if you check out at the moment when she starts in that, what you need to do is go into a state of calmness. It's not gonna help her or you when you flame up as well. And it's just one big flame, right? So that's accepting. She doesn't like it. She doesn't see the point of it. You would like her to, but at that moment, she doesn't see the point of it. So, so getting flamed up and wishing she was changing, making, that's not accepting. Accepting is, wow, you really don't like this. I totally get it. I really, really get it. And we need to work this out 
let's work it out. Let's find a time when we can really work this out because this keeps happening and it's disturbing to you, it's disturbing to me, the family, we'll work it out. That's helpful. And I imagine that the principles we're talking about uh, work in really any situation because I, I'm, we're talking about parenting right now, but it could work in, in the work environment or, or just being stressed because of some, something that's happened that's external in, in your life. So, so yes, you're absolutely right. So I, I worked on developing this model for optimal performance through years of clinical work and through years of work on myself. And in the clinical work and research, um, the best examples are looking at athletes, professional athletes. Like, how is it that they can perform consistently at a very, very high level? And if you really dig into this, and not only with athletes, but very successful business people who are not just focused on bottom line, but are focused on fulfillment and giving their companies, you know, making a community. They always embody the same three qualities. They're calm, they're confident, and they're focused. That doesn't mean that sometimes they don't get, you know, irritated or sometimes they get doubtful or they get distracted. No, but on the whole, they really keep going into those places. And that's true for every for everybody. No matter what you're doing, where, wherever you're doing it, you know, being calm, confident, and focused is like medicine for the body, mind, and soul. And, you know, you know that the model that I use is this three-legged stool, body, mind, spirit, calm, confident, and focused. Head on the top of the stool, that's a very sturdy platform when all three things are, are strong, right? You can really be supported by that level. But when one starts to go, you start tensing up, it's going to affect your mind and it's going to affect your spirit. So, you know, we are uh, we're a work in progress to get stronger in all three areas. But it, yes, it applies to everybody. So that's, that, this has been really helpful. Really, it's been honestly very helpful to me as I think about just last night's um, event in our home. So in, in closing, what, what do you hope that people who are listening, parents, uh, non-parents, anyone who happens to uh, listen to this podcast with you, what do you hope that they gain? I hope that people gain that we're all in this together to start with, right? This is a time of extreme challenge. And the more that we can each work to get ourselves calmer and confident and focused, have goals, carry out, the more we can look toward the greater goal, which is my, which is my biggest prayer is that that out of this, we will come to a real realization that the world is one community that we're all part of one, that we're all contributing to something much, much larger than our individual selves. And if there's any light in this period of a lot of darkness, it's showing us that we have each other and that we need each other and that we each have a contribution to make. So, you know, what I hope people will take away from this is that disconnecting, you know, wishing things were different, you know, not accepting how they are, pulling into yourself, ultimately really doesn't work. You know, we're part of one whole, one big family. And I'm talking to a man who has nine children. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I just want to tell the listeners, I've stayed in their home and I absolutely love it. It's a community and it's um, so inspiring. Well, thanks. It is definitely adventure. We, we appreciate that you'd spend time with us today. So now where can people find you online? Thank you. So my website is, well, first of all, of course, at Familius, 
uh, the different books that I've been able to write and you thankfully publish. Uh, my website is Dr. B Your Best, D-R, B is in Bob, Y-O-U-R, best, drbyourbest.com. So that's my website. It's a whole bunch of possible things on there. Um, it's actually a new course for business owners about negotiating the, you know, the stresses of the pandemic. And um, we're going to have some online courses. I just took on a whole bunch of interns, wonderful people this summer to help me craft some courses for students. Um, yeah, so please visit, ask a question, schedule a consultation. We'd be happy to speak with you. Great. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us. And for our listeners, we'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes and social media. And when you're ready for that next great, amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you choose a book from Familius. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together, we laugh together, heal together, and we love forever when we read.